Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. And last week we touched briefly about a right relationship with God, and this week we will cover a right relationship with dear ones, but we'll open that a little bit more uh, wider to uh, the others. So God first and others person. So what a good way to talk about relationship with people than to take an example in family relationship. You know, that's a fertile soil for relationship example. And I'll give you an example. Uh, so for those of you who aren't aware, so I, I've asked the, permi the permission to my sisters to be able to uh, have that story uh, open in the wide like I will do today. But uh, for confidentiality purposes, I will name my sister by number. So to avoid any uh, relatedness with that, okay? So uh, it, 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 it happens a long time ago where we were in uh, Christmas time, Dolbeau-Mistassini in Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean, which is a place well known for bilingualism, as you all know. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So, so we were there, Christmas time, uh, there's uh, in my grandfather's place, and there was a bowl of fruit in the middle of the table with a coffee crisps, half of a coffee crisps in it, the chocolate bar, you know that, yeah? So that was there, and one of my sister uh, asked my mother, we were children, uh, one asked my mother uh, if she could have that chocolate bar, but it was an hour before uh, lunch, so she said no. No, you won't have the chocolate bar. Uh, so perfect. My mother, as I mentioned, five kids. I'm the oldest, four, four sisters younger. So obviously doesn't have to say anything, but she's a saint, okay? Five kids, you can imagine. So a lot of things happening in her mind in a day with children that are just being children. <laughs> and then my second, so this, that was the second, uh, sister number one. The sister number two come maybe 15 minutes after and asked my mother if she could have that uh, coffee groups. And my mother, in an uh, unprecedented moment of inattention, okay, something that rarely happened to her, she was in the mood sometimes. She really needed to go elsewhere because having five kids steady, you see the picture. She, she, she was somewhere in her mind and she said yes to my second sister. And she came back obviously with her mouth full to sister number one. And that's where we're nearly achieved World War III. Uh, and you can imagine the drama that my mother had to manage. So fast forward that 15 years after, we're in a cottage with all my sisters. There's a bowl of fruit in that cottage with a 
coffee crisp uh, in that bowl of fruit, and we were all coveted that coffee crisp. And then, out of nowhere, sister number one, like a tigress on his prey, Rah! I want that, that's my coffee crisps. I've been suffering that injustice for too long. It's mine and mine alone. Almost crying, so, so she took that coffee crisps. And obviously, uh, we realized at that time that she's not been able to forgive what has happened with sister number two <laughs> and with my mother. So today is about the importance of forgiveness. You understand, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, the slight intro using something that is really trivial, obviously, but there's a key element. When we're thinking about relationship with other, forgiveness takes a huge part. And I don't want to take shortcuts, and I know we could talk for months about relationship with other, relationship with other seeing different components, but forgiveness is a key element. And we'll just go to the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, at some point, showed us a prayer, an example of prayer, a template. And look at that template prayer. Right now, it's in Matthew 16, verse 18. So. Uh, and uh, exactly, um, uh, sorry, Matthew 6, uh, verse 9 to 15, or Father in heaven, and we all know that usually, uh, let your name remain holy, bring about your kingdom, manifest your will here on earth as it is manifest in heaven. Give us each day that day's bread, no more, no less, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who owe us something. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, but let your kingdom be and let it powerful and glorious forever. Amen. So that's the template Jesus is talking to his disciples and what? Disciples and um, he gave them that kind of template to pray. And this is some kind of a daily template that we could use to pray, uh, to, pray our, to pray our God. So there's different components, but the only component in that prayer that touches relationship with other is not asking God, help me to be more patient. God, ask me, uh, help me to be more kind. God, help me to uh, raise my kid appropriately. God, help me to uh, be a good worker. God, help me. It's not about any of those aspects of relationship, which are obviously good aspect and that deserve uh, some kind of focus as well. But in that prayer, the emphasis that is made is on forgiveness. So it seems to be a key element. And if it wasn't enough, Jesus at the end of the prayer, after giving to his disciples the template of the prayer, is putting an emphasis on the one thing in the old prayer, and is it is that one. If you forgive people when they sin against you, then your father will forgive you. When you sin against him, and when you sin against your neighbor, and, and when you sin against, exactly. but if you do not forgive your neighbor's sins, you will, your father will not forgive your sins. And that's really kind of surprising because typically uh, we're not used to that kind of clear cut um, absence, that clear cut reciprocity, exactly, reciprocity. And Jesus is saying, if you're not exercising forgiveness, I will not exercise forgiveness toward you. And let's, let's pause for a second. Obviously, when we want to enter in relationship with God, no matter what happened in our past, this has been forgiven and there's nothing that needs to be done on our part. We just need to accept that grace, that gift from God. And that's it, that's all. We don't need to forgive anybody. 
just ask forgiveness to God and enter in a relationship with him, and that's it. Nothing is required from us. But as soon as we enter with the re in relationship with God, there is some kind of a daily maintenance that needs to happen with us towards other and towards God. And obviously, we sin every day, usually people, probably the, the 30 percent that have difficulty to wake up this morning, the rest are, uh, are, are probably not sinning, having sinned. But for most of us, sins are happening different point in times in our life. And there's a daily maintenance that Jesus is asking us to do by asking forgiveness to God and being able to exercise forgiveness to other. If we're not doing that, that's really clear. There's a line trace. God will not forgive us or our, our daily sin, and we will severe that part of the relationship with God. We will not have the, the full uh, benefits of that relationship with God. But that's the challenge, and, and, and that's a real challenge, and that's the reason why I wanted to show that verse immediately, just to put in perspective why we're talking, we're talking about forgiveness at the, end, uh, at the end of our day in relationship with right relationship with other. Apparently, if we want to have success on that part of our life, having right relationship with other, forgiveness will be a key part of that. So that's the reason why I wanted to uh, have some exchange uh, with you this morning about forgiveness. But forgiveness is obviously something that I'm not taking lightly, okay? And I'll, and I'll mention that immediately right now because obviously people are doing wrong to us each day, okay? And, and we are inflicting wrong things to people. And this is always in a different kind of magnitude, okay? And obviously the people that are hurting us are hurting more than what we hurt people typically in our mind, okay? That's the kind of balance that is happening. And, but still, on both sides, we need that forgiveness to occur in, in our relationship. But these are the kind of items that we can envision forgiveness, potentially. Not always easy, but we can envision. Now, what I was saying that I'm not taking that topic lightly is that there is things that are unfathomable behavior that are done from a human being to another one. Let's talk about any example of violence, any example of abuse on people that have no defense and any kind of really, really bad thing that, that we could um, inflict to each other. And when we're thinking about these elements, forgiveness is something that is completely, it could easily be completely out of reach. And being here this morning and telling you that we can forgive everything and that forgiveness is a key part, you can say in your mind, Yuan, you have no idea of what I've been living or what I've been through. Yeah, I would say to you, I totally agree. And I'm full of compassion, okay? C'est tout ce que je pourrais vous dire. But I know someone that knows exactly how you feel. But, and let's unfold that message today and see if this forgiveness still possible, even in that kind of extremely difficult situation. So, and for those of you who are um, uh, a little bit uh, worried about the timer, don't worry because last time I forgot the timer after I've done seven minutes, I've started it, okay? So don't worry, it's under control so far, <laughs> okay? So, um, coming back to our topic today, so, Jesus is saying forgiveness is a real important part 
when you're thinking about relationship with other. But it's not in that verse in, in chapter 6 when we're, he's really talking to uh, his, his disciples and uh, it's the Sermon on the Mountains and people that are following him that he's really explain, explaining fully the forgiveness and what this is all about. It's a little bit later in Matthew 18 when he's giving us the parable of the unforgiving debtor. And I will ask the voice of the church to read that parable. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's why my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to get, forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Hey, thank you, Ben. So in, in that story, really Jesus is exemplifying what forgiveness is about. Because that story, and, and this really needs to be extremely clear in, in our mind, is not about how, dealing, how to deal with relationship with a business partner, how to manage that together and how to do a proper accounting of that. That's the context of that is really Peter is asking, how many times will I need to forgive someone? And Jesus is saying to him that parable. So that the idea of that verse is really, uh, that verse of that chapter, that the illustration from God is to demonstrate us what forgiveness is about, what kind of rule are, uh, are we dealing with when we're talking about forgiveness. And, and one of the first thing that is really critical and really important to grasp in forgiveness, and if we're coming also back to the verse that we have in Matthew 6 uh, in, the, in Jesus' prayer, is forgiving, um, forgiving others as it is a reason or a critical element to be able to receive uh, forgiveness from God. So, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who owe us some things. And the, the language here is the same thing that he used after, is about debts. When we're thinking about an offense, so if you've been offensed by someone, it's like you have a ledger 
And then you write something, the name of the person and the, the amount that it's owing you. That's what the wrong that person made you. And that's that illustration that is consistently used through the scripture. The scripture is talking about a debt and, and a debt that is eventually um, eliminated. So about that, how can we envisage that kind of reciprocity? And I found a beautiful illustration that that, and I'll just read it because I don't want to uh, misre uh, 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 mistranslate it to you. So forgiveness is more like the air in your lungs. There's only room for you to inhale the next lungful when you've just breathed out the previous one. If you insist on withholding it, refusing to give someone else the kiss of life they may desperately need, you won't be able to take any more air yourself and you will suffocate very quickly. So that kind of relationship with the forgiveness, when Jesus is asking us to asking, we're receiving forgiveness, we're inhaling forgiveness from God, and then we're able, when we're exhaling, to give forgiveness to others. There's that kind of flow that needs to happen. Otherwise, we're gonna lack air ourselves and not be able also to uh, to achieve what we're supposed to do, which is uh, really uh, forgiving others. So in the parable, one of the things that is really helpful also to understand how can forgiveness could be something that we could apply in our own life. And one of the lessons that we found in that parable is the fact that forgiveness is not excusing nor acknowledging that justice has been done. Okay, so forgiveness in that story, the king would have been in his right to really obtain the money. That would have been justice. Justice is you pay me and that will be it, at the end of the debt towards me. But forgiveness is really not about having justice being done. It's about purely an act of compassion. And sometimes in our lives, there will be trouble that we're gonna face. And justice will happen either on this earth or in another time, on another realm. But justice will happen. But what we learn in that parable is the fact that justice is not required to exercise forgiveness. So that's super important because think about the situation where you need to go to the tribunal and, and, and you're waiting for something, a wrong that has been done to you, and you're holding that through the whole process of your life, and sometimes it's super long. But just, justice is not a prerequisite for forgiveness. That's what we, we learn from that parable. And as well as excuses neither. I will forgive him or her if she excuse me. But that guy in the parable never came saying, oh, I, I, I'm so sorry that I took so much money for you. I'm so sorry that I mismanaged. There was no sorry at all. He just said, I will pay it all. So there was no excuses. So forgiveness is not dependent of that part of justice being done, of excuse being received. So that's the first part about forgiveness that we learn from that parable. The second part that we learn is that, that we learn is forgiveness does not requires trust in the other person. 
And it's not neither a guarantee that we will establish trust with the person that offended us, okay? And this is really also super important when we're thinking about unfathomable things that could have happened in our lives, okay? So it's not because I will release someone and I will say, in my ledger, okay, there was Johan, my name, I, I, and someone, oh, oh, I've heard someone, so in the name of that person, there's my name and there's an amount. And that amount there, if someone is saying, okay, Johan, you owe me 1,000, I just, not erasing, minus 1,000, then equals zero. I haven't forgot anything, that people haven't forgot what I've done wrong, okay? When we're forgiving someone, it's not about forgetting and then moving on again in that relationship or with that person that hurt us or whatever. We're not losing memory when we're forgiving someone. That's not what it is about at all. And it's neither a new relationship or we're trusting that person. Even in that parable, what is mentioned uh, by the servant is that, please be patient with me, I will pay it all. The guy said, I will pay it all. And, but the worth of that was 500 lifetime, okay, of work in, in terms of what was required to pay the debt. So it was impossible, but the, well, that's what the servant said to the, the king, but the king obviously didn't believe that. It wasn't based on um, the, the trust that the servant will do better or will manage better or admit is wrong or it wasn't about that. It was again purely out of an act of compassion because obviously in the circumstances, the king would have said, you won't be able to repay me that ever. You're probably even a liar. So that was even not in the mind of the king when he exercised forgiveness. So when we exercise forgiveness, it's not about reestablishing trust with that person and reestablishing relationship. Because unless this, the, the person that hurt us speak the truth about what they have done and change their mind and their behavior, eventually relationship could, could be reestablished. But when we're doing the forgiveness, forgiveness part, we're releasing that other person first in our mind, okay? And we clear that from our own life, being able also to process and go a little bit more deeper in the pain uh, and uh, the healing process of our pain that we experience. So that's a first step to be able to release that person for us primarily more than the other person. And it's not a guarantee that there will be reconciliation and that trust will flourish and, and strive in that relationship again, not at all. Forgiveness is not about trusting the other person or having another relation, uh, uh, having a trust, uh, trusty relationship with that person. So finally, it brings us to the last component that forgiveness will prevails us, will free us from evil. That's the last component that we're seeing also in that parable. Because what we're seeing in that, in that situation, just grab a... The example that we, re we receive from the good king and the bad servant, again, what Jesus is trying to explain to Peter is forgiveness. So he, give, he, gives two, he gives two example. One, he gave two example. One about a good example and a bad example. So 
If you want to be free from the hold and the grip that evil has on your life and that keep you stuck with forgiveness not being released, just keeping you stuck in your life, the key for that, if you want to be free from that hold on your life, is about being able to forgive what has been done to us. That's a key to be able to free us from evil. Ourself. So, so it, it, it's pretty, at that point, it's pretty egoistic and it's okay because we need to understand that we're not hurting the offender, we're mostly hurting ourselves when we're not giving forgiveness. The second thing about that, and you'll see that also in the example that I just want to share with you, is that not only you're stucking your life and you're blocking your life and your relationship with God on that component and impairing him to bring healing in your life, okay? There's another component. If this would have been solved in your life, you'd be able to give back. The component when you exercise forgiveness towards other is blocked because you're still, you're, you're, you have received your forgiveness, you're stuck in that part, you're not able to exercise that through that person. So you're blocked at that stage in your life and you're not able to move forward with the other plans and the other steps that you can do with your life because that's kind of an area in your life, in our life, that we decided, no, I, this is just too much. I can't I can deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. But beautiful things could unfold from that, but that is impairing us. And that's the reason why we're saying that forgiveness frees us from evil. So let me share you a, a quick example about that that will really recap everything we've mentioned this morning. That example is about uh, Ray Bunyan. Uh, he's a guy uh, that came from Bangladesh. Uh, anybody heard about that guy? Okay, perfect, awesome. You really like that story, I think. So Ray Bunyan, a guy that came from uh, Bangladesh, immigrates in the US um, a little bit before September 11. Uh, 10 days after September 11, he was working in a gas station. Uh, in um, exact working in a gas station. I'll just do a, a long story short with that, so I'll skip a lot of things because for the matter of the time, but you'll keep the ID anyway. So. A guy entered 10 days after September 11, a guy, white supremacist, entered in that gas station, shot him in the face. That's it. Uh, so 36, uh, 38 bullets, fragments in his face, uh, lost eye, uh, lost vision of one eye, uh, lost his uh, girlfriend, lost money. It's a, a spiral of bad thing happening, let's say you could imagine. And that guy, Mark Strollman, that's the, the, the killer uh, name, that's, uh, he, killed two, he killed two other person on that night, he admitted his crime, he's been sentenced to death, okay? So eight years after that, uh, Mark, uh, not Mark, but uh, Ray, uh, that, that guy here, uh, Ray uh, was doing a pilgrimage to, uh, to Mecca and it was really, it was really still not being able to process everything that has happened in his life. And in that pilgrimage, after that, he said, I will like, he decided to save his life assassin. So that's the decision he took after uh, eight years of processing that pain. He decided to save the life of his assassin. 
And what, this is what he said. He said, instead of hating him, and we're, trying, we're talking about forgiveness, it's like hands that we have around the neck of the other person. It's tight. We don't want to choke them, but just a little bit having difficulty to breathe, okay? So sometimes we spring using a little bit more or less, okay? But that's what he said. He said, instead of hating him, I saw him as a human being like me, not just a killer. He said, I saw him, and that is really important, I saw him as a victim too, and I deeply felt by executing him, we would simply lose a human life without dealing with the root cause. And I saw him as a victim because in this world, world we're all victim of the, 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 le mal that is uh, at work. Whether your, your knowledge of, uh, uh, of believing in, in bad spirit or a bad, no matter what's the form, but there's bad at work in this world, and there's many examples of that. And in a way or in another, we are some kind of a victim. And again, I'll put that all in the context of the really deep humility that I'm addressing the subject of forgiveness because again, depending on what things we're talking about, sometimes it's even extremely difficult to say that that person, the perpetrator, perpetrate, perpetrator whoo, is a victim, okay? It, it's, it, it could completely blow my, our mind and I totally understand that. But in that case, that guy's been shot in the face and he's able to understand in a, some way a glimpse of something that that guy is also a victim. He's been a terrible victim, Ray himself, but Mark in a certain way was also a, a victim. So anyway, so and uh, look at the TEDx. Uh, it, it, there's a TEDx talk if you, you prefer. So look at the TED uh, or if you want to learn more about that story, uh, amazing story. But again, Mark, uh, um, I've heard about Ray trying to save his life. So Mark wrote a letter to uh, Ray to apologize for the pain he caused. Uh, uh, and he said he regretted all of the lesson he learned at the ends of an abusive stepfather. So we're not going more in that, that direction, but there was still some pain that Mark had to, to process and some kind of trajectory in his life that leads him to, to perpetrate that kind of act. And then, so eventually, he's, he's been executed, but an hour, a few hours before he's being executed, uh, Ray decided, uh, uh, in fact, uh, not Ray, but Mark decided to call Ray, and Ray spoke first by saying, Mark, okay, so that guy here is saying to his assassin, Mark, I never hated you, I forgive you. That's what he said just before, be, he said that to him like a couple of hours before be, that guy being sentenced to death. Then Mark answered back to him, I never expected this from you. I love you, bro. And then finally, uh, obviously when Ray heard that, he, he, he felt just like crying. So in these terrible, 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 terrible circumstances, there's that kind of good that blossom 
from a bad situation. And there's, there's some verse uh, uh, in Romans 8, chapter 28, when we're seeing, like in the gospel, that anything will produce some good. En français, c'est toute chose concourt au bien de ceux qui aiment Dieu. So God will use, even if there's bad thing, will use that to, to good outcomes. Difficult, that's kind of... MasterCard kind of credit card affirmation that you can load on everything. And, but this is real stuff. And you, you can see that in that circumstances. And Ray has just developed an incredible organization fighting violence, uh, fighting life sentence. It's, a, it's a incredible amount of things toward forgiveness and ending, trying to end violence. But imagine if Ray would have been stuck in not forgiving uh, Mark. What would have happened? And to push the story, even, Ray even called after uh, he died, he called eventually his son of uh, Mark that was in jail at his turn, he offered his exam, just blowing your mind. Like it's just uh, a nonsense, non-reciprocity, really just pure act of compassion, pure act of forgiveness, as stated in the example of the uh, uh, unforgiving debtor, that beautiful example of forgiveness. So now, just to recap what we mentioned this morning, we're maybe thinking about elements in our life, people in our life, wrongs that has been done to us that we have a, a hard time to be able to process. So, so my prayer this morning is, would you please consider to be able, firstly, in your mind, in your heart, to release this person. Remove your hand around the neck of the person that you would like to choke right now, okay? That would be one of my prayer for you this morning. And also, if you are completely unable to do that, that's absolutely okay. You can ask God for his help in that specific situation. He won't ask us something that is behind our strength. That's absolutely impossible. So you're not alone in that journey. What he asks from us is, is desperately committed to help us achieve that in our life. But if you haven't tasted that from God, that, that forgiveness from your own life, realizing the own depths that you add, your own ledger where your name is written, and if you haven't experimented also the forgiveness of God, that certainly will be a first good step for you. Just asking God, Jesus, I give you my life. I just want you to empty my ledger and I want to start new. So let's stand and pray together. Jesus, thank you so much for this wonderful example that you have been when you were on the earth, the way you've been able to forgive the people that killed you, people that mistreated you, the people that hurt you. You've been that perfect example, made it possible also for us being here today, being able to consider removing hands around the neck of someone that hurt us. So please, this morning, I ask you for your strength, your Holy Spirit that help us all to make that first step, being able to forgive someone that is really impairing us to move forward in our life. And for anybody here that has not had the opportunity to taste your forgiveness first, I want you to 
listen to these hearts that are craving for you and saying, Jesus, I want to give you my life. Can you please empty my ledger? So in your name, we're praying this morning. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.